Hello and welcome to Emerging Markets Today. I'm your host, Ana Paula Picasso, and this is the first episode of Emerging Markets Today. We have a very special guest. His name is James Eugene, and he's the founder of Frontier Markets News. We decided to do something a little different with this episode, so James started to interview me. I talked about emerging markets, what emerging markets today is about, and the platform, the history, and then we talk about frontier markets, the differences between emerging and frontier markets. So stick around and I hope you guys enjoy this first episode. Hello, Anna. How are you Hi, doing? Hi, James. Hi. Um, How's everything going? All, good. All right. How are you? Yeah, not too bad. Not, not too, too bad. bad yeah. Not too bad. Well, thanks for joining me uh, in the first episode of Emerging Markets Today. It's really nice that you made time to come and speak to me. I'm here with James Eugene. We met uh, online. <laughs> um, <laughs> few years back he has a frontier market site was the name of the site frontiermarketnews.org or just frontier market news will you know i would like to invite you because then we could talk about merger markets and also a little bit of frontier markets and do like a two-in-one episode we could flip things around a bit and you could ask me some questions yeah sure I've got a few questions to ask you, so I hope you're ready for them. Yes, yes, let's do that. Let's start with when and why did you start Emerging Markets today? What led you to create the website and produce the type of content that you do? Yes, so I started quite a few years ago. I think it was end of 2014. So we'll be almost all just over six years. I'm originally from Brazil, but I've been living in Europe for almost 20 years and I used to work for a market research company in London and I used to write reports about Brazil. That was probably 10 years ago when Brazil was economic situation was booming. So there was a lot of interest with uh, companies. I used to write reports about uh, consumer goods. So yeah, so I decided to start blogging about not just Brazil, but emerging markets in general. At the time, there was uh, BRIC, BRIC countries, Brazil, yes. Russia, Indian, China. I don't know if they, probably people don't use the acronym anymore, but they were the four <laughs> countries. They were the four countries that are hot at the time. Yeah, and I've been doing that, just blogging, and it's going really well. Didn't they expand, sorry to go back on it, uh, the BRIC to BRICS? and include South Africa. That's right, that's again. right. There was, yeah. sometimes you could see BRIC or BRICS with South Africa. Yeah, so that's, my focus is primarily in Brazil, but also I have different guest bloggers that come and write a post from other parts of the world that I don't know much about, like Asia or Africa. Very nice. Um, how, many, how many guest bloggers have you had on the website? Oh, wow, Probably. that's a good question. I don't know. Probably. <laughs> <laughs> I have a guest blogger almost every other week. Um, wow, some really people, good. Yeah, some people reach out for me straight away. Or if I see a, 
article publishing another site and ask for the author for permission to republish on my site. So it's 50-50. I had 50% people reaching out and also me reaching out to the guest bloggers. Why emerging markets? Why did you expand from just Brazil to covering a whole, I wouldn't say, you know, region, but it's more topic, more topic of emerging markets? I think it was two reasons, basically. First one is just the information point of view. There isn't many websites out there just specializing in Brazil. They report on Brazil in English, and which is okay. This is fine, but I like to mm-hmm. expand to other countries as well. And yeah. also what I find most interesting about emerging markets is they all, even though they are different countries like Brazil or India, they have a pretty much common denominator, how people live, how people deal with technology. I think the difference between my website and other emerging markets websites i don't focus so much on investments um i do occasionally publish some things about politics but not very often what i try to focus on are more technology news innovation um how people use you know, mobile phones, which is completely different, the behavior towards technology. Also finance, like fintech, uh, a big hot topic at the moment is the fintechs um, focusing on the unbanked population. And just to give a quick example, for instance, in Brazil, there is a, a digital bank called Nubank, just to give an idea how big the potential is, I think here in, in Europe, everybody heard about Revolut. So I think here in Europe, they have around 10 million for yeah. the whole Europe. But Nubank has something like 25 million just for Brazil. 25 million wow. customers. And wow. they What's the Brazilian population? Oh, sorry, almost, well over 10% of the population. That is really yes. good. <laughs> the, the, the problem is with the traditional banking system, especially in different emerging markets, they totally fail the population for different reasons. Mm-hmm. Most people, maybe they don't have an, an identification or mm-hmm. they don't want to pay the fees. They have very high fees like banking fees to maintain a, your traditional bank account but they have more mobile phones than bank accounts the mobile phone penetration is quite uh, high for instance brazil can have a mid-range smartphone what i mean about mid-range is something like um, a motorola moto g which is a mid-range phone. You can have a few apps on that. You can have, there's not a lot of memory, but you still can have three, four, maybe five apps on the phone. Yeah. And you can just, you just need a mobile phone or a smartphone to open a bank account. You don't need anything else. Yeah. Nothing else. Nice and easy. Nice and easy. So I think there's a very hot topic as well, how, companies how fintech companies are tackling them bank or not tackling but how the fintech companies are 
betting and investing in the unbanked population, I think, is a big gap in the market. Um, correct me if I'm wrong, and just so the listeners yeah. know, your most popular article was about Brazil and IKEA. Am I correct? Yes, yes. My most popular article, if you Google IKEA Brazil with Z or with S, that will come up on the first one. And actually, you mentioned that I just published another article with a kind of a follow-up on that, explaining yeah. why IKEA is not present in Brazil, although they're, very, they're present and very successful in Russia, China, and also recently in India. So there was, there was a lot of competition in the country. There's local brands, also logistics. It's very, um, it's very difficult and very complicated in a country that size to, to try to replicate the IKEA model. So, yeah, so I mentioned other local companies, they are taking the space or they're already taking the space of IKEA. That's really good. It does sound like you cover quite a wide range of topics, um, not just the countries, but actual you know, you do macro, you do micro, you look yeah. at every, everything in between as well. So, you know, emerging markets today. Emerging markets like today, I know. It's going to take off. It's going to take off, I think. It's going to be massive. Let's, let's see. And now we have the podcast. Um, so, Anna, why did you start a podcast for Emerging Markets Today? It'd be like a natural progression for me. I already have another podcast um, focus on blockchain, on the blockchain technology called yep. Blockchain Beat, B-I-T. My, my day job is I work with PR and communications and marketing for companies that use the blockchain technology. So yep. I start there for a kind of a work thing. And I say, why not start for emerging markets? And it's been going really well. The website's been going really well. And also on the marketing point of view, I really believe that audio content is really growing. One of the reasons being Spotify has been really investing in audio content. I don't know if you noticed from 2019, especially last year, they've been buying different podcasting platforms and I've read their strategy is to make the app in like a seamless transition between music and audio content. I definitely be listening more to podcasts. Say, well, we already have one. Why not start a second one <laughs> and see how it goes? Do you think there'll be overlap between the two? So, you know, combining blockchain and combining the emerging markets aspect of it and, you know, putting it into one you think you'd do podcast episodes based on that? Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. I I like to do a series on how different countries use cri- uh, cryptocurrencies. Since Argentina is a very interesting marketing, so maybe you overlap with you as well with frontier markets. That would be nice. Um, <laughs> so because they are completely different, the history, the economic re- history. Although it's similar in places, but there are a lot of differences between Brazil and Argentina. And people use um, cryptocurrencies as a substitute of, almost like a substitute of the, the, the peso, the Argentinian peso. 
Brazil is a little bit different. People using, I would say, more like for investing. The Brazilian real is more being more or less stable in the past 20 years. So it's a slightly different history between these two countries. So I'd like to do an episode about Argentina. Yeah, definitely there would be some overlap on those those uh, blockchain. Like I mentioned before, uh, fintech companies really focusing on the unbanked, not always using the blockchain technology, but some of them do, especially with payments and remittance together, emerging markets and blockchain. Yeah, that sounds very good. And you know what? I hope that episode comes out sometime soon. Yeah. For the viewers to have a nice listen to, you know. Let's do this. Let's do it. Mm-hmm. Let's do it. Yes. So where can we find you? Um, you know, on Twitter, um, Spotify, etc. Um, you yes. know, drop us the links well, and let us know. Yeah, the website is very easy to remember. Um, it's emergingmarkets.today. I'm on Twitter at A underscore Picasso. And also Emerging Markets Today has its own Twitter account. I just started a few weeks ago. It's at Today Emerging altogether. At Today Emerging. Yeah, and then this podcast is available in all the platforms, Spotify, Anchor, yeah, all the platforms. You choose to listen to your podcast, I'll be there. So they have no excuse for not listening to it. (laughs) Definitely no excuse not to listen. (laughs) I'm also going to be publishing the episodes on emergingmarkets.today as well with a little summary and uh, people can go and check it out on the website and then listen either on the website or in their apps and or in different apps. So James, um, yeah, so you were talking about your Frontier Market site. Why and when did you start your site? Um, so Frontier Market News was launched in late 2016. Um, but before that, I had launched quite a few websites just testing the waters, primarily um, emerging markets focused with a bit of frontier markets, um, but a combination of lack of interest because I wasn't promoting it as hard enough and also just time to write articles. Um, found it difficult to get those websites up and running. So um, a few people and myself, it was like three, four of us, I believe, we started a website um, that focused on just global market news, global politics. Um, that. It didn't go as far, but it it received some interest. Uh-huh. And um, I focus primarily on emerging and frontier markets on this website. And uh-huh. one of the articles I wrote was about um, Peru back in 2015 when MSCI threatened to um, downgrade it to a frontier market. Okay. And that got quite a few views. Um, it got quite a few in, bit, bit of interest. And it was reblogged on one website called Emerging Equity back then. I believe you used to write for them as well. Yes, Um, yes, long time ago. They don't exist anymore, I'm afraid, unfortunately. Yeah, stopped in 2016, I I think, Mm -hmm. late 2016 maybe. Um, But once they reblogged that, I basically saw it as an opportunity to, you know, just message them and say, hey, um, 
can I be your frontier markets correspondent or something? And oh. a few conversations had here and there, and I ended up writing writing articles for them for about a year or so. Yeah. And then, as as we just mentioned, that emerging equity just um, it, it closed down, mm-hmm. and I still wanted to write articles, so I tried to resurrect one of my old websites. It didn't work, and I then decided to just you know what let me narrow my focus down. So rather than cover the whole emerging markets and frontier markets kind of world, let me just focus specifically on frontier markets because there aren't many websites out there that are mm-hmm. covering it. There, there, there were three or four at the time, yeah. big ones. I believe. So you decided uh, to focus or specialize yourself in frontier markets Can you explain a little bit of the difference between emerging markets and frontier markets? Even for me, I more focus on emerging markets. I don't quite know so much about frontier markets. So if you could explain to me or to everyone uh, what frontier markets are and why they're not emerging. (laughs) Sure. Um, Well, there's no blanket definition for frontier market. But if we were to place some sort of definition or give them some sort of description, um, they're basically less developed than an emerging market, but they're more developed than countries that would classify as fringe markets or lesser developed countries. So um, Fringe markets? Yes, a fringe market is... um, Oh, yeah, yeah. First time I hear that. (laughs) Well, learn a new thing. <laughs> but um frontier markets tend to carry more risk compared to emerging markets and obviously developed markets the same way emerging markets are riskier to invest in compared to developed markets um and frontier market indices um so your flagship msci frontier markets index your FTSE frontier markets index um a lot of them seem to be heavily focused on specific sectors so the financial and banking sector for example you'd find in those aggregated indices or even individual um, stock markets uh, you'd find that the banking sector tends to dominate in terms of their weighting Mm -hmm. Um, also um, uh, liquidity tends to be an issue uh, when it comes to investing in frontier markets so it's difficult to access the market to trade stocks and shares in general um price transparency can be an issue and the spreads are usually wider so um if you take a normal uk stock on a FTSE 100 the difference between the bid and ask price um so the price you buy and sell usually very narrow and there's a lot of trading so the price changes quite frequently but in a frontier market if you're able to access the market the spreads will be much, much larger um, on average. And mm-hmm. it's just much more difficult to find buyers and sellers on those markets. Um, and a, another issue that we tend to find in frontier markets are foreign ownership limits. So Vietnam's one of them, um, big example. So there, there's a limit on how much um, the percentage that foreigners can own in a particular stock i know i know this sounds like a lot and people think well why would you invest in frontier markets but frontier markets are high risk and potentially high reward 
Right, um, right. Especially if you look at some of the frontier markets in the last few years that have been promoted to emerging markets. So there's Pakistan, Argentina, and most recently Kuwait. Um, mm-hmm. If you were to invest in those type of markets five, ten years ago, it would have been difficult, but you would have got yourself into quite a good position. Mm-hmm. And for them to be promoted from frontier to emerging, it's 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 a big jump, and um, investors see pretty good returns on it. So you mentioned a few countries like Vietnam, Argentina, Pakistan. Yeah. But can you give us examples of some frontier markets or those are the hot markets at the moment? Vietnam will be top of the list. Um, there's this ongoing thing about whether or not it should be an emerging market. Um, and it still doesn't satisfy certain criteria um, that MSCI and FTSE set out for it to be an emerging market. Um, but once it ticks those boxes, we it's very likely, very, very likely that it will become an emerging market. But um, the market authorities just need to do a little bit more work in order for it to be pushed to that higher level. Um, So that would be one of the more obvious choices. Um, But there are also other markets that have been making a rise. Um, Romania in particular um, is one frontier market that, will probably be classified as an emerging market by MSCI at some point in the next five, 10 years. Um, FTSE have already done that. They promoted Romania to an emerging market last year, um, I believe, yeah, last year. Um, and it's, it's, I'm trying to think of other markets actually. Morocco is one. Morocco is a nice, consistent performer. Um, and it, yeah. I think if we turn towards um, Africa, then we have um, Kenya and Nigeria are probably two of the biggest African frontier markets at the moment, um, sub-Saharan African frontier markets, I should add. Mm-hmm. And then we have, um, I wouldn't say lesser known countries, but countries that you wouldn't expect um Known the news so often. Known the news often. Yeah, like Kazakhstan, for example, um, oh. Estonia, Lithuania, and um, Latvia as well. So the um, the Baltic countries, I believe. Right. Um, right. Um, so those are the countries that are classified as frontiers, and probably ones that we should look out for in the future. Um, there's another one actually, Iceland, surprisingly. Wow. Um, I love Iceland. It's one of my favorite countries. (laughs) I've never been, but I really do want to go. I've been there once and it's it's beautiful. I would like to go again. It's it's on my list. Top five countries on my list, I think. Mm -hmm. Definitely. (laughs) Um, I know that Iceland, they have um, um, kind of growing fintech uh, landscape as well as Estonia. Estonia is very um, Estonia is very focused on blockchain, and yep. they had this uh, program called e-residency where you can do online, so you can relocate, open a company there. There's lots of stuff. It's a b- very big startup culture there, especially with blockchain crypto companies, and yep. I think they try to do that as um, 
a strategy to grow the country economically, so attract yeah. more companies, attract startups, people, and um, yeah, that's very interesting. I think it all makes sense. It all makes sense for them. Yeah. On the topic of blockchain, actually, another mm-hmm. frontier market that I uh, I read it a few years ago. That's quite big on the blockchain um, market and stuff. Um, is Malta. Uh, blockchain yeah. island apparently yeah, of course yeah yeah, yeah. Malta is the blockchain island they were one of the first ones to have regulations uh focus on blockchain companies so yeah so i know quite a bit because i'm just gonna do a shameless plug and my editor is <laughs> out and <laughs> but uh yeah my other podcast called blockchain beat I did, um, I haven't done an episode on Malta, but um, yeah, I might do that. So, yeah, so yeah, that's very interesting. So, so the markets to watch, to watch for or to markets to watch in the next few years, next five years, where, what would you say? In which countries? Uh, if I had to pick three, Vietnam, yeah. Romania, and possibly... Iceland, probably. Okay, Iceland, okay. Yeah. Very good, very good. Yeah. And then going back to your site, James, what kind of news and articles uh, are you focused on? What type of articles can someone expect to find in your website? So um, it ranges between shorter, you know, news pieces and analytical and longer pieces. Um, right. So it could be um, a 200 word, 200, 300 word article, or it could be something that's 1,000, 2,000 words, um, depending on what needs to get out there. Um, there's a, there's recently anyway, there's been a lot of focus around um, MSCI and FTSE country classifications and the index rebalancing that they do every quarter. So I try and report on that as much as I can. Um, Right. Because um, those two index compilers are major and their decisions usually influence the inflows and outflows um, into a country's stock market. So if we look at Q8, for example, um, once the decision to promote Q8 to an emerging market was announced by MSCI, mm-hmm. it's quite a lot of inflows into the Q8 market and the um, the QA ETFs, which some of them started to launch in the last year or two to take advantage of the inflow of cash. Um, Same happened with Pakistan a few years ago. Um, There was an inflow of of money into the um, stock stock exchange, Karachi Stock Exchange. Um, And yeah, it, it just has a big impact. It's the same way that if a country went from emerging market to developed, there'd be even bigger inflows um, of cash into that market. So I try and for the articles are right, try and, you know, shed some light, um, put some focus on what's going on with those two, um, MSCI and FTSE. But um, um, there's also just other smaller pieces that come out, um, be re-establishing um, you know, articles of the week 
monthly performance and quarterly performance of frontier markets as well. So um, you just trying to keep to... track of what's going on. Sorry, I was talking over you. Nice, nice. Um, so yeah, you're just, trying just... to. You're trying to make a very compre- you're trying to make a very comprehensive coverage of frontier markets. Yes, uh, yeah. If I can do it, uh, I try my best. Um, <laughs> you know, um, I know it's difficult, but uh, it's, yeah, it's difficult because I'm the only person that's doing it. I I do accept guest pieces, um, so I've been recently getting guest pieces from. Um, an investment research and macro strategy firm called Economics Global. Right. Um, so they've been writing um, pieces for me as well, um, been publishing on the website. Um, mm-hmm. I'm hoping to get you on board as well at some point. Yeah, I'm um, on board. I'm always on board. <laughs> <laughs> so... Especially this year, I want to launch um, a Frontier Markets focused podcast. So it'll be nice to speak to you about. Um, crypto and blockchain in specific frontier markets and as we said earlier you know likes of Malta and Estonia for example Uh um, you know just ask you all those questions and see what magic you can produce for us okay yeah I'm up for it let's let's do that and if you put in are you on twitter do you have a Twitter uh, handle you want to ch- to share with us or with people? How can people get in contact with you? Yeah, uh, so if you want to follow Frontier Market News on Twitter, it is Frontier MKT News. Um, that's the handle because I couldn't do Frontier Market News as one word because, okay. you know, characters. So character it's, <laughs> it's at Frontier MKT News. That's then correct. The Twitter handle for the website. Do you have a Twitter, like a personal? Yeah, it's follow? yeah, it's Eugene underscore markets. So E U G E N E underscore markets. Okay, good, good. I'll put the links as well in the description so people can have that. And yes, so is there anything else you'd like to talk about, James? I knew Eugene, I don't know why. It's fine, they, I'll get called Eugene by loads of people, it's okay. <laughs> no, it's funny, people like me as well, like in Brazil, people call me Paula more than Anna. It's really weird. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> but um, is there anything else you would like to talk about on the website, something I haven't asked you? Um, not so much the website, just um, other things to look out for in frontier markets. Um That's- we, we've spoken about frontier markets becoming emerging markets, but there's also, we're seeing a trend of the reverse now, emerging markets becoming frontier markets as well. Mm-hmm. So um, we've seen Peru get downgraded by FTSE last year to a frontier market. Um, and there's also talks of Argentina losing its MSCI emerging market status. Now, FTSE stripped it of its frontier market status earlier, um, so last year. And there may be um, a chance that Argentina will lose its emerging market status and be oh. reinstated as either a frontier market or an unclassified market. So it that that's on the radar at the moment. And another country that could be um, downgraded to a frontier market is Turkey. 
Um, okay. So Turkey's imposed um, bans and short selling restrictions um, in the last okay. few years. But, but James, that may vary as well with <laughs> from each, what do you call it, like institutions, yeah. body classification, yeah. volunteer market, um, and also what's the emerging market, doesn't it? Yeah, so um, we, we, so MSCI and FTSE at one point had similar countries in the, in the frontier market basket, but now we're seeing quite a lot of differences between the two. So um, um, MSCI have got quite a few things on the radar at the moment, and the same with FTSE. Mm-hmm. And now we're seeing... Um, I think FTSE have been a bit more active in terms of their upgrades and downgrades from the frontier market bucket compared to MSCI. Um, MSCI tend to be a little bit more cautious um, unless something triggers them to actually, you know, okay, we have to act now. So mm-hmm. recent, the most recent example is Lebanon. Lebanon have been removed from the frontier market index. Um there's so many things going on politically, economically, and it's just translated into the markets and made it very difficult to invest in. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, there's, there, there's a lot going on. A lot went on in 2020, and that was with lockdown and coronavirus. So 2020... Yeah, yes. It's a big... Yeah. It's, it's, it's going to be yeah. a big game changer for lots of... Um, lots of countries economically yeah definitely definitely so yeah so thank you james there was a very good very comprehensive overview of frontier markets i've learned a lot um thank you thank you for having me anna no problem no problem so now what we'd like to do shall we do that thing that you can ask me sounds good sounds good it has been lovely speaking to you it's been really nice speaking to you james and well i see you around definitely you'll be more than welcome to come back and record another episode likewise it will be nice to have you on the frontier markets um not just the website but the upcoming podcast as well i'll definitely be there thank you bye thank you bye there we go yeah, that's really nice. Let me just stop recording. How was that? Yeah, pretty <laughs> good. Let me. Oh, let me see. Here.